Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website, and you can follow me at Facebook.com slash Clark Howard. Coming up later in the show, I'm going to talk about the various ways you can get free shipping at a variety of stores that are all pretty much coalescing around two-day delivery as a way to compete against Walmart and Amazon. I'm going to tell you more about what they're up to and how you can get savings at a variety of stores you didn't even know you could do that at for free shipping. I want to talk about something Verizon is doing and give you a warning. Verizon has a new program called Verizon Up. And Verizon Up is a rewards program, kind of like an airline frequent flyer program, where as you pay your bills over the months, you earn credits that you can then use to get things for free. And at base, that is fantastic. You know, it gives Verizon a way to compete against others that are significantly cheaper for cell phone service and gives people a value add that maybe keeps them from leaving the Verizon ship to get their Verizon up credits. And I thought that was just fine until I read on a number of blogs that buried deep in the terms of service for Verizon up, you are agreeing to allow them to track you with personally identifiable information on every single website you ever go to, everything you ever do on your phone, and be able to laser target you specifically with ads personalized to you. Even worse, if you fire Verizon from the Verizon up, you will have agreed, being with Verizon up, that they have three more years that they can specifically target you based on your own personal surfing habits, apps that you use, everything you do on your device with Verizon Wireless. Now, if Verizon had made this just a simple, streamlined reward program, that would be fine. But the amount of personal information that they want on you is unacceptable to me. Now, here's the crazy thing. I've been reading through the stuff about Verizon Up, and I'm looking at their frequently asked questions. I don't see anything explaining the invasion of people's personal information. And it says you earn credits just by paying your monthly bills. And you can use these credits for a variety of awards. Rewards. There's nothing here that discloses that they are going to be tracking everything you're doing. So the lack of disclosure makes it even more suspect to me is something you should be involved with. And Verizon, as always, every time I pick on Verizon, I always say the same thing. You are free to put someone on the air to respond to the criticism I have leveled at you. 
Joseph joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Joseph. Hello, how are you doing, Clark? Great, thank you, Joseph. You're going to be an NP. Yes, sir, I am. Yes, sir, I am. That is the plan. That is the big plan. Well, all I can tell you is that you are front and center the solution to the shortage of primary care physicians in the United States becoming a nurse practitioner. Yeah, that's the one thing that pretty much drove my decision was uh, having some conversations with some PAs and NPs that I know, so... Um, yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's my, uh, that's the big plan I'm, um, hoping for. So how many years is it going to take you to get your NP? Just a little over two, a little over two. Well, that's great. How can I be of help? Well, the big thing is that, uh, right now I'm currently registered. I'm a registered nurse uh, full-time, uh, working in a hospital. And, um, my classes start in October and, uh, my employer will be reimbursing me for each semester, but I have to put out. Uh, I'll need to take loans out to cover the cost up front. And I'm just wondering which would which loan would be the best uh, loan for someone like me. Um, I'm established very well financially. I have good credit. Um, so I was just wondering, would it be better to go federal with the uh, federal uh, uh, student aid or private? Well, let's talk possibilities. So you're, these are going to be very short-term borrowings. These are going to be borrowings yeah. that you do for uh, a semester at a time, pay that off, then you pay, then you got to do the next semester and on like that. And it's mm-hmm. only for two years. Correct. I have all that right. Do you own your own home? Yes, I do. I know this is going to sound weird, but the probably the most efficient way for you to do this is with a home equity line of credit than with a traditional student loan. Really? They're not requiring you to take out a student loan that they then pay off. They're just saying you successfully complete a term and they reimburse the study, right? That's correct, yes. So with the home equity line of credit, which are things that that I always want to be careful encouraging anybody to take out a HELOC, but if you're... Um, if you have been in your home for any number of years, you may have a decent amount of equity in your home. Do you think you do in yours? Yeah, well, this is going to be our this is going to be our fifth year, I believe, our fifth or sixth year in this house, and um, we refied we refied last year. But yeah, this should be our fifth year in this house. And did you do a cash out refi or just a straight refi to get a better deal? Just a straight refi. So you probably appraised out pretty well on that, right? Yes, we yes we did. So uh, there are a number of credit unions that are doing home equity lines of credit at teaser rates right now in the upper twos. And so if you can find a, a really good deal on a on a home equity line of credit, start with that, and then later if interest rates start rising to a point that the HELOC is not a good alternative, then look at the student loans. But see, with student loans, you've got origination costs every time you take out student loan money, and the interest rates often are higher than what you're going to have on what you're going to need, which is extremely short-term borrowing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So okay. if... if um, if the HELOC turns out not to be a practical answer for you, then in choice between a private and federal, go with federal. Go with federal if yeah. the HELOC doesn't, come, doesn't work out. Okay. Right. But this is great that you're doing this, and we need a virtual army 
of people becoming nurse practitioners and physician's assistants to deal with this massive shortage of primary care doctors because, I mean, let's face it, somebody goes through medical school, they spend all that money for it, they're going to see, you know, hear the siren song for going into a specialization and they're going to leave this big gap continuing to grow of primary care doctors because doctors just make so much more money in a specialty than they do in primary care. Yeah, most of the MPs and PAs I spoke with that are already practicing said that within the next 10 years, 8 to 10 years, they feel that a lot of the primary care guys are just going to be leaning towards specialties or just having just their own supervisory role in a PA or NP practice. I think that's 100% where we're headed. And so you're going to have somebody that's going to earn you a good living and you're going to serve others at the same time. Sandy's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Sandy. Hi, Clark. How are you today? Great. Thank you, Sandy. What's going on? Well, I wanted to shop around for car slash home insurance, as you advise. Um, And I had a house fire about four years ago, and I needed to know if it was too soon to, to shop around for insurance or if it's okay to do it now. It is okay for you to do that. And, okay. you know, the, the insurers will tell you by their quotes if on your clue report, having had that claim uh, four years ago is still haunting you. Okay. And sometimes an insurer will count a claim against you in a big way for three years, others for five, and okay. you're four years out. So you'll know pretty quickly from the marketplace if you're too soon to be a free agent and shop around. Okay, so just kind of look at the price that they're quoting me? Exactly. And, okay. you know, you can, you can ask, um, wow, that premium seems high. Can you tell me what hurt me with you on that premium quote? Okay. And some will tell you and some won't. Okay. But four years, you're getting into territory where people may be more comfortable quoting you at a decent premium. Okay. Now, my old insurance, the current insurance I have, the premiums weren't really raised after my claim. Is that you you had said something, I think, earlier on one of our shows I heard that they kind of get used to you and keep raising your rates because they think that they have you or something Yeah, that depends on the insurer. And, you Uh know, when I talk about in industry, you know, sometimes I paint with such a broad brush and not everybody does things the same way. You know, there are only, I mean, there are some insurers that use loyalty index scores and raise your rates the longer you stay with them because their background on you shows that you're a real loyal person. And I mean, they use all different factors to determine premiums and how they're going to treat you as an individual. And that's really great, Sandy, that your insurer didn't put you in a premium penalty box after your claim. Yes, it is, because it was quite a large claim. So <laughs> so that, you, that. you may find that they have earned your loyalty by not yes. raising your rates. Okay. Well, Thank best you to you. And regardless, you get one more year down the road, and the odds that that claim 
that home claim would hurt you on uh, premium pricing, very, very low. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Best to you. And Judy joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Judy. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Judy. How can I serve you today? Okay. I am seeing on the TV ads for um, a service a, a service provider um, where you somehow, I, I haven't gone there because I don't even want to go to places that I'm not sure of. My sister or my daughter just got burned on one of those, <laughs> one of those kind of sites that you go to. So I'm wondering if they provide services of um, um, home cleaning, carpentry, blah, 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 all those kind of home service jobs. Only they're looking for the people that do the services. Yeah, so they're taking a cut of the action. Yeah. Yeah, if you use you use one of these referral apps. I've used I've used several of the referral apps for different purposes. And no, no, no. Yeah, but you you use them from the from the getting the service. But I'm talking about if I want to be one of the service one of the one of the service providers. providers? Yeah. Okay. So I you know I always talk to people about what it's like. You know, are they happy with who they're using, you know, who they're using from that end, you know, as the service right. provider. And the reason that a lot of people use these things, like um, one I've used several times is Handy. I don't know if you've heard of that one. No, I haven't. This is a different one. Uh, what one are you talking about? Okay, it's Tackle. Oh, Tackle. Yeah, they're a competitor yeah. of Handy. Okay. And so with these, the people do it because it's their marketing arm, basically. And so they'll get jobs they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. They get they give up some of the money as commission to the app. Okay. And you've got the reviews that people have posted. And I have never had a bad experience as a customer. Okay. As far okay, as the person doing the work. Um, right. That's what I worry about. Yeah, I think... Obviously, they're going to have your information to be able to direct deposit or whatever. You know, I'm what not mean? worried about any of that. You're what not. I no, what I think you've got to see is is it worth your time? You yeah, know, oh yeah, that I understand. I, I I can go there. I'm just worried about applying online. Like I say, my daughter got burned on on a site where she put in information, and then the and then the website went away. Yeah, and, and I guess I guess that that kind of thing can happen. There's eventually yeah. shakeouts with apps, but as far as using Tackle or Handy, who knows how long how well these two are doing, how long they'll last. But I'm not that worried about the security aspect. Maybe I should be, but that's not a big priority worry of mine. For me, for you, I just want to make sure that it generates enough income to be worth your trouble. Give it a try, and the worst that happens is you say, it wasn't worth your time. But as far as the security problems, that's not on my radar. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com. Producer Joel asked it. And Joel, what you got? Clark Chino wrote in and he says, how do you check a vehicle history report for free? Well, first of all, there's a site I've talked about in the past, vehiclehistory.com, that allows you to check the VIN on a vehicle for free. And right now, because of the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey, there are any of a number of sites that normally charge for vehicle history that will give you 
flood title history for free. And they do that as like a teaser to get you to pay them for the VIN. Another thing is that if you look at uh, vehicles for sale on autotrader.com, a lot of the listings now give you a free vehicle title history report if you click through right from the listing on Autotrader. All right, and Carolyn on a similar subject says, a couple of months ago you told us there would be an overload of three- and four-year-old leased cars hitting the market, and we could find them for cheap. Where do we find these cars? That was pre-hurricane. There's going to be a shortage of used vehicles for the next several months as people replace the nearly a million vehicles or some number around that that have been destroyed. So that advice is temporarily void. Thanks for joining us here on the Clark Howard Show where you learn ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website, ClarkDeals.com, where you go to save money each and every day. The free shipping thing is going to be bigger through this fall and Christmas shopping season than ever before, and it's because of the stores making free two-day shipping available. There's now shop runner which has gone from being kind of like a needle in a haystack to try to figure out how to use has become a very easy to use platform for you to be able to get free shipping with two-day delivery Uh, doesn't that sound familiar like amazon because everybody is trying to figure out who has physical stores how they compete for the online shopper and have reliable delivery. And so ShopRunner is something that at first was a benefit that people got with certain American Express cards. Now there are MasterCards that allow the ShopRunner membership. There's a button you can click for how to do the complimentary. There are paid memberships. Not my thing. I want you to get the free ones. And it is an incredible number of retailers that are part of ShopRunner. And I have, I have one of the American Express cards where I've had the free ShopRunner access. And it's been a big help to me when I've been buying uh, an item or two that I didn't have enough in my shopping cart to qualify for free shipping. But within there, you'll see a little thing you know, for shop runner and you sign into it and then you have the free shipping so if you go to shoprunner.com you can click and see all merchants and see if these are people who you like to shop with click on the button to see if you qualify for a free membership because other than the free membership it does get expensive and that's a way for you to through this shopping season for Christmas, I did it, didn't I? I did it. I talked about it like it was present tense to shop for Christmas. I think I need to go to re-education camp. That's terrible. Just because some retailers already are putting out their first Christmas decorations doesn't mean I have to be part of the problem. 
But I just was. Oh, well. So, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, the, other, the other thing I want to talk about is Google Express, which has been Google's attempt to offer free delivery. And this used to be a very expensive membership thing. But now they are offering delivery for a number of people that is, is it supposed to be two days, Joel? I don't see where it says two day, it's just free delivery. Uh, yeah, I think it depends. It varies by retailer and it shows uh, based on which item you're getting, whether you're getting one, two or three day shipping. So with this, you have another opportunity for free delivery. What they do with the stores on Google Express is there's a minimum purchase that's different per store that you have to achieve and then through Google Express you get free delivery. A couple of unusual things. Costco is available for the Google Express free delivery. If you're someone who likes Costco prices but you don't like dealing with uh, going through the store then this is a way for you to get their prices and get the delivery as long as you meet the minimum you get the free delivery fries electronics a, a very very aggressive discounter of electronics is available through this now fries does not let you buy every item that they have on sale through it there are a number of items that fries will designate mark in store only even for people that get the fries private codes but for things that allow online or in store, you're able to use Google Express and get the free delivery. And it goes on and on the number of merchants. The key thing is that no one has been able to crack the code of the level of reliability of delivery of Amazon. But many have prices significantly cheaper on the merchandise than Amazon. So you have to figure out how much that reliability matters. Walmart, which is uh, uh, the nation's world's largest retailer, much, much larger than Amazon, Walmart does the two-day delivery as long as you meet the minimum order size, which is now $35. But two days at Walmart uses a different calendar than most other people. Two days is often three or four. Seems to be two days from when they finally get the order processed. And Walmart, that's something you got to work on is your two days needs to be the same as the human calendar everybody else uses instead of however many days it turns out to be for you. Justin joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Justin. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you, Justin. Your eight-year-old daughter is already a driver, huh? <laughs> yeah, I've heard they they grow up fast. I didn't I didn't quite know they grew up this fast, but uh, it actually gets better. So she's she's received a few pieces of mail that have been, uh, I guess, of of some concern, and we're not really sure what to do with it. But one of which is is she's received a drivers club membership. And then the second is she's uh, she's received an invitation to a 55 and older uh, exclusive community that uh, obviously wouldn't apply to her. So I guess our concern is is her 
identity in jeopardy, or, or what, what, what do we do from here? Yeah, there's a pretty decent possibility that she is a victim of identity theft, and children are more likely to be victims of identity theft than adults are. And so that's why this is, this. although we're making light of it, this is not a joke. This is a serious potential issue is that somebody is out there pretending to be your daughter. And, right. you know, if she was a good driver at eight, it'd be fine if she had an auto club membership. But the fact that she's also receiving junk mail for a 55-plus makes me extra concerned. People go out and they shop for social security numbers of kids because they have basically no identity and somebody can mask that they are that individual pretty easily. And that's why you do need to be aware and concerned. The best thing for you to do next is to see if there's any chance that she already has a credit record with one of the three bureaus. Okay. So I would just go onto the three bureaus and type in her Social Security information, and, and it would pull up and, and find out if there is a history there. Um, well, something that, that I want you to look at is a website called All Clear ID. Okay. Dot com, and they used to offer a service where you could check on a kid to see if somebody was using a child's identity. And I want to see if they're still doing that. Joel, are you looking too? I am. So they used to have a simple way you could check. I don't see that anymore. So you're going to have to do it the, the hard work way. You're going to have to see if any of the credit bureaus show a record for your daughter. Okay. If, if let's say that uh, it comes up, there is, there is a history there, what is the process or what would we do next to remedy that situation? That is a good question. And so what you will be able to do in your state, because you live in the state of Georgia, is that right? That's correct. Your state is one of now a majority of states that allow you to institute a credit freeze for your eight-year-old, and you'd keep it in place till your eight-year-old's 18th birthday. Gotcha. And so you won't be able to prevent what's already happened, but you'll be able to prevent any further use, at least for the purpose of applying for credit, on the part of your child. And would that damage her? I mean, obviously, if, if there is something or, or someone's been abusing her credit of, of sorts. At eight years old, in the most ironic way, it's possible that it could come back to benefit her once she's a young adult. Okay. Because she would already have a fully established credit identity, and the bad information leaves after seven years. So by the time she's 15... Whatever mischief somebody's done will have disappeared. Gotcha. So just freezing it helps, and and you move move forward from there, basically. Exactly. And you've got some paperwork to do, but take the time to do it, because with a child, setting up a credit freeze has to be done manually. It's a paperwork-driven thing. You've got to prove 
you have a right to do it, that you're her father, and you send in documentation where an adult just goes online and sets up a credit freeze in a couple of minutes, you've got more to do. Merrill is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Merrill. Merrill, are you there? I am. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly, Merrill. You want to do something for the people who've been affected by Hurricane Harvey. Sure. So like many people, we have a relative that was impacted, didn't have insurance. They're going to need some help. So friends and family around the country are rallying rallying and trying to figure out what to do. My question, of course, you can write them a check, and that's a fantastic thing. But if everybody could get a tax deduction, that would be, I'm sure, you know, they would end up with more money. So my question is, are there any strategies or donor-directed funds or any way to set up a fund that they could benefit from? Well, you know, you can use a crowdfunding site, and this would be the perfect use where it's people who know the affected individual are giving. I don't like crowdfunding for a stranger, but in this case where it's a family member and family and friends would be giving money, you can use any of the bigs like GoFundMe. You have to give up some of the money to them as a fee, but it would be a very efficient way for you to get money to your loved one. Sure, but how do you get it to them? How's a way for the donor to get a tax deduction? That's the big Ah, you can't get a tax deduction if it goes through one of the funding sites. Right. Is there any way to set up a donor-directed fund or any other strategy? There's no way you can do that for an individual. Got it. The money has to go through a charity. Now, if you decide to do something like this where you just want to get money to this individual, there is a small crowdfunding platform that doesn't charge fees called youcaring.com. Okay. But as far as you doing this in a way that's uh, tax deductible, when it's going to an individual, they are not a charity, right? and it cannot be deducted. What I figured, but I figured you would know if there was another strategy. Uh, there, this one's one that a lot of people have tried to crack, and there's no way I know of that would be legit to do that. Marmaker joins us on the Clark Howard Show. How are you doing? Hey, good, Clark. How are you? Great, thank you. You have been saving money. <laughs> well, trying to. <laughs> so now that you've saved money, what are you going to do with it? Yeah, so um, my parents, my dad actually advised me that, uh, you know, the safe way would be to do a CD uh, for a couple of more years. And uh, I just wanted to know which CDs are out there. I did my research, and uh, everyone around my friend circle is suggesting me to do Ally Bank. Uh, CD because it's the uh, safest. It gives up to two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand dollar warranty, right? I mean, the insurance. Yeah, uh, just, just about. I mean, any bank that I would ever encourage you to put money in a CD is going to be FDIC insured up to quarter million. Okay. So, okay. how much money do you have that you want to put in a CD? Uh, around sixty thousand. Great. So that means every offer out there, you're going to qualify for because. Most of them have a minimum of five hundred or a thousand dollars, but some of the sure. best rates require a larger minimum deposit. You've got anything they would ever want, so you're thinking two mm-hmm. years. Yeah, two to three years would be ideal. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to find that on uh, two-year CDs, the best that's going to be in the marketplace is going to be about one and three quarters percent. Okay. Right in that okay. range. 
And I'm looking, how much is Ally right now on that? Let's see. I think Ally is, uh, they're giving about 1.5% or 1.8, depending on uh, which account. Uh, would it, would it, now another question was, would it be, uh, would it be better to do a CD or would it be better to just open up a saving account in Ally Bank? Because it's only like 0.2% difference. Yeah. So if you're looking at such a narrow gap between a savings rate and a CD, yeah. The fact that the likely trend for interest rates is going to go gradually higher. Okay. It would be a good idea for you to look at going into savings instead of a CD. You know, with the mm-hmm. spread between a savings rate and a CD starts mm-hmm. moving to any meaningful amount like uh you know, a half a point or something like that, then it's worth locking down your money in the CD instead of the sure. savings account. You know, a lot of sure. times people, though, will split it. Yeah. You know, you've got, well, you've got a lot of money sitting there. You could put uh, a certain portion of it straight in a savings account where you knew if you needed it, you have almost immediate access to it, and right. put the rest in a multi-year CD. Multi-year CD, okay. Uh, but do you recommend uh, Ally Bank? Ally is a great choice. But okay. I'll tell you what I would do. I would go look at mm-hmm. two websites okay. and see what the best deals are right now. One okay. of them would be GoBankingRates.com. GoBankingRates, okay. And the other would be Bankrate.com. And okay. both of them are only going to show you organizations that are FDIC insured. Okay, okay. And so you that, can that look through and, and see what people are offering and okay. the only difference between a federally insured bank on a savings account or CD that's paying more money than another is that they mm-hmm. pay more money than the other. I mean, there's nothing else you have to worry about because you're oh, not okay. doing transactions. Okay. You're just putting money in. You're letting it mm-hmm. sit in a parking space. And that's okay. why just whoever is offering the best deal that's FDIC insured, that's who I'd go with. And it's interesting watching... The just simple savings rates have been moving up quite nicely with the online banks going nowhere with traditional banks, still paying basically nothing at those. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I appreciate you tuning in to The Clark Howard Show. And if you'd like more fun stuff to listen to by podcast, well, we have our Empowerment Zone. This is where you get to hear the stories of people that have done amazing things, either in overcoming hardship in their lives or things they've done to accomplish. Go to Clark.com slash Empowerment Zone.